podcasting for my sex writing cave where all the smut happens in real life in my head or on paper, this is the Smut Lancer Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss writing and creating content about sex and getting paid to do it. I'm your host and fellow Smut Lancer, Kayla Lords. Welcome to episode 31. This week, I'm sharing my big, scary, personal and professional plans and changes for the future as a way to talk about how to create a strategy that will help you reach your goals. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smut Lancer podcast is produced every Wednesday, and show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. Follow me there or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at The Smut Lancer. This week's episode is brought to you by QuickBooks Self-Employed. Want to have a better way to keep track of all your income? Do you need help tracking how much you owe in quarterly taxes? Are you looking forward to the day when you make enough to even keep up with your taxes? I use QuickBooks Self-Employed for all that and more. It's an invoicing system, a reporting tool, and a great way to keep up with receipts and payments. I use it to figure out how much I've made for the year, to project how much I'm going to make, to keep track of expenses for my taxes, and to pay my quarterly taxes. Even if you don't need to do all of that yet, it's great just for tracking your income, no matter how big or small. If you use my special link, you can save 50% off the cost for a full year. That means you can get QuickBooks Self-Employed for as low as $5 a month for a year. Just go to bit.ly slash smutlancer. That's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash smutlancer or use the link in the show notes that might be easier but either way five dollars a month as low as for a year in order to track all your income and i don't do everything i can do with quickbooks but i love it for that and yes i do use it to pay my taxes and that sucks but it's you know it's a thing you gotta do you gotta pay the taxes so there you go quickbooks self-employed okay so Disclaimer at the top of the show. Um, You knew this if you hit play and saw the timeline. I'm recording. It's a little bit of time travel, so I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm pretty sure um, this episode is longer than the normal 30 minutes. Um, And I know that going into it. And for once, I can say it is not just Kayla rambling and babbling for an extra 20 minutes. Um, Though there might be a little bit of that because it happens. It's, I think that's on brand for me if I'm rambling a little bit. Um, but I knew this was going to be a longer one. One, because of the topic I want to cover. Um, and because it's hopefully 75% helpful to the listener because that's what content is kind of supposed to be. Uh, it's 25% navel gazing and me going, there's this thing I'm doing and I don't feel like I have a lot of people to talk to about it. But you are the one audience who, even if you can't quite understand yet, because we're all at different levels and paths and places in our path to the smut lancing thing, you can empathize better than other people might be able to. So I recognize this is longer. Um, I recognize that um, I will probably have a lot to say about myself, which I feel like that's on brand too. Um, I really do like it to be about you, the listener, more than me, the talker. Um, But I also made let this one be longer than normal um, because it is the last episode before I go on a short hiatus. Um, And short to me, uh, but not as short as past ones, uh, for the month of September... There will be no Smut Lancer podcast. I will be back in October. If you are listening after September 2018, you won't notice a thing at all. But if you listen to the episodes as they go live, you'll be like, where's my episode? Uh Aha. It's I'm going quiet there. 
my my true honest to goodness intention is just for September, but I have learned over the years to be realistic and to understand that anything can happen. Um, but why I am taking that hiatus is part of what I'm going to talk about today. So let's get into it. Um, I wish I wish you know what I don't know. You you know how long this conversation is going to be and I have no clue. Um, so I kind of wish I knew that already. <laughs> but so let's start with the a little bit of the elephant in the room. When we talk to each other, we're usually really uh, encouraging and cheerful and you can do it, rah, rah. But when we talk to ourselves and we go into our head and we think about what we want to do as opposed to what somebody else wants to do, um, we get kind of mean and, and negative. And certainly, uh, even if we're not negative, there's certainly a lot of self-doubt. And that, we've talked about this in the past, it's all completely normal. But if you haven't had anybody say it to you recently, including yourself, let me be the one to say that your goals aren't ridiculously big or completely unachievable. They might be really difficult, you might need a long time to make it happen. There could be a lot of self-sacrifice required to get there. And for some people, that's too much. You know, the sacrifice required, the time it takes, the expense, the sacrifice, all of that. Sometimes that's too much for people and that's okay too. But the fact that you're dreaming of a life where you get paid to write about sex or you get paid to make the product that you love or you get paid for the books you write and you can make a living off of it is not completely unachievable. It means you have to do things that you might not normally do. It means you're going to have to get uncomfortable, Um, but it is possible. And I say that as someone who decided half-heartedly, but really totally seriously, back in 2015, that my ultimate goal was to get paid through my blogging, through speaking endeavors, through writing what I wanted to write on my timelines. And that's how I would make my living. Now, at the time, I had the thought, I kind of laughed it off. I'm like, yeah, 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 that, that's, the, that's the dream that's not really possible. That's that's a thing that if it happens, great, but I don't expect it to. And when you have that kind of mindset about something, what you what you're saying to yourself is I'm going to wait for that to happen. I'm going to do what I'm doing now because I can because I can because it's easy because I know how to do it because I'm comfortable with it because it, this is the the stressor I know and and the stressor I don't know is is just a little too much for me to think about. And so you you might be incrementally in some ways working towards those things, but you're not doing it with any sense of purpose. You're working it towards other goals. You're um, working on the thing right in front of you. Um, But that big hairy ass goal, that big hairy ass dream that you say, and then you laugh off, or you don't like to admit to people that you feel will know better than you, or you don't like to admit to anybody who might worry about you, right? Those are the ones I'm talking about. Those are the things that, They're not easy, but they are achievable. And I think that part of that is recognizing and admitting to ourselves that it's something that we want and it's something that we're willing to work toward. Um, You're going to have to get out of your comfort zone. She says to herself, you are going to be uncomfortable. And for some people, that is the thing that will stop them. They don't want the thing that they are dreaming about quite bad enough 
in order to be willing and so they're not willing to be uncomfortable and sometimes they you're just afraid you don't know you have an in my case, I have a family I have to take care of. Um, I am not of the mindset that in order to ch- achieve the big hairy dream, you quit everything else. You uh, ignore every obligation you've got. If you've got bills to pay, those bills are still going to be there. Okay. If you've got um, children to raise, they have to be a priority. If you are taking care of somebody in your family, that has to be a factor. So this isn't me saying quit all of your responsibilities and go live the dream and the universe will catch you. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about how to prioritize what we're already doing and make the dream fit, make the work for the dream fit because I have to believe that that is possible because that's what I'm trying to do right now. So the first part, after you've said to yourself and you're now hearing somebody else say, no, 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 that dream is real. It is possible. Um, Possible and probable are not always the same thing. I'm going with possible. It's possible because I have the information available. I have access to the tools. um, I have resources I can use. I know people. Um, Some people don't have all of that. They're, they're in a, a tighter, more difficult position. I'm not going to pretend that everybody does have access to all of that. But if you are in a position where you have access to information and resources and tools, even if they're not the tool you absolutely want to use first and foremost, even if it's the cheap, janky, looks ugly tool, but it gets the job done. If you've got access to that, you've got a privilege there. And I think that it is... Um, wise to use what you have access to because as you build your own platform you can then reach behind you and bring up more people who maybe don't have those accesses but if you don't use what you've got then it's a little bit of a waste so okay i think i, I think i'm done lecturing there might be more uh, anybody who's listened to anything i've ever done knows there's probably more okay so the first thing is you've got to figure out exactly what you want and i just read a book by mel robbins um, called Just Stop Saying You're Fine. I tweeted it and I put it on Instagram. So if you're in either of those places, you'll see it. Um, I'll include a link to it in the show notes. Um, spoiler alert, that will be an affiliate link on Amazon. Uh, but um, she talks about how we don't always want to even say our goal out loud. And when we do say it out loud, we say the nice version. She uses an example of a guy who's like 24 who calls into her old radio show and says, I want to lose weight because my cholesterol's high. And she says, you need to stop lying. You're a 24 year old man. You're not getting laid, are you? You're not feeling good around other people, are you? Now, we are uh, sex positive people. And I know every one of us could go into the lecture of how what we should do is build this person up so that he understands that you can find love and sex and, and hotness at any size at any weight. Yes, 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 yes. Before everybody gets all up in arms. My point is when he told her his goal, he gave the nice reason. He gave the responsible reason. And how many of us do that? I do. I want to support my family. I want to help people. Yes. I want to do both of those things, but you know what I really want to do? I want to make money writing what the fuck I want to write and getting to dictate what I do and nobody else gets to dictate it. That's my selfish reason. So his selfish reason was I want to lose weight because yeah, 
I want to have better sex. I want to have more sex. I want these women that I find attractive to find me attractive too. Like it was a selfish reason. So identify your goal. What is it you want? Admit to yourself that it's possible now. What is that thing that you're going to have to do to get there, right? Does it mean building up your blog? Does it mean starting a new website? Does it mean sitting down and writing your book? What is the goal? Okay, you've got the dream. You know what the dream is. You know what you're trying to achieve. Now, what's the goal? What is the thing that you believe at this moment is going to get you there? It's going to give you the life that you want. It's going to give you the outcome that you want. Now, here's what I know to be true. These things change. We start down a path and we do them for a while. And when I say a while, I mean more than 20 minutes. I mean more than two weeks, at least a month just to really get in there and dig in deep. Um, Ideally longer if you can stand it, but we talked in a past episode, there's nothing wrong with quitting a thing that does not work for you. That's not suiting you. That's not right for you. But you do have to give give it an honest try before you can really decide unless it's sort of like a hard limit and you do it and you go, oh my God, hell no, I'm not doing that. But what's your goal? What do you need to do to achieve it? Okay, and let it be, think of the nice reason, think of the altruistic reason, and then think of the really selfish reason. Think of the reason that you probably would not be willing to say out loud. I find it really hard to say my selfish reasons out loud because it does sound nicer to say that I want to help people. It definitely sounds nicer to say I want financial independence. Those two things are completely true, but you wanna know my really selfish reasons? I wanna have a schedule that's completely my own and my deadlines are my own and I wanna go get my nails done when I want to. And I wanna be able to uh, go through the drive-through at Starbucks and get the good coffee whenever I want to. Like those, I have some very, I have some very selfish goals and I feel a little bad admitting them. I think that they are okay though, because yes, I do want to help people. I do want to share what I know. And I do want to reach people and touch people and affect people's lives. Absolutely. If I didn't want those things, I wouldn't do it while I'm making no money doing that, right? These are things I genuinely want, but I have the other things I want too. Those things might change. That's okay too. So I've told you my selfish goal. You do not have to tell me your selfish goal. Um, I do think one of the pieces of advice that she gave in that book, Mel Robbins gave in that book, was to write it down. And I did. And it felt kind of cathartic to actually like just put it out there. I don't have to go tell anybody else now because I've written it in a journal. So now that you've identified what it is you want, both the nice side and the nice polite answer and that selfish answer, um, Now you've got to figure out how you're going to get there. And this involves um, paying attention to other people who are where you think you want to be. I will never uh, advocate for doing exactly what somebody else does. You have to do what works for you. But I do advocate for looking around within our industry and outside of it and seeing for yourself, what are other people doing that I like? Who do I admire? What is it about them that I admire? And what do I think it's going to take? What do I need to do similar to the way they've done it to maybe achieve some of what they've achieved? You do have to understand that it's always going to have your own spin on it. It always needs to see to be you. You don't want to go out and be a copycat of somebody else because you, um, one, will probably be constantly playing catch up with the other 
person you're copying. And two, it's not going to be sustainable because it's not who you are. It's not true to you. Okay. So it's okay to emulate people and things you respect, but you absolutely have to do it in your own way. Copying, not cool. Um, uh, emulating and being inspired by, I think that's okay. I'm also um, a big believer in giving credit back. When I, when somebody gives me an idea, it's not my idea. I'm going to tell you where the idea came from. I think that that's, that's probably the ethical thing to do as well. So, um, got to plan a course of action. Once you do your research and you go out there and you pay attention and you, you find who you admire and who's doing things you want to be doing and how are they doing them and what speaks to you. So you, it is impossible to do all of the things that you could do to achieve your goal because the options are a little bit unlimited in in this day and age with the amount of resources we have just with the internet in general there is uh, as many there are as many ways to do things as there are people so you can't do all of the things what you have to do is look at what's available look at what the options are and say okay what fits with what I'm comfortable doing, what I'm good at, what I'm already doing, what speaks to me, what sounds like a good idea, um, what am I willing to um, give up, what am I willing to, ch- how am I willing to change? These are things you have to um, decide for yourself. Sometimes this will be a really quick, easy thing, and sometimes you're, you'll spend a lot of time just on that, just on the, oh, how, <laughs> how do I do these things? When I started my very first podcast, Loving BDSM, back in 2015, OMG, um, I literally Googled how to start a podcast. And then, of course, I got a million options. And I picked three sites that were giving like step-by-step instructions, you know, sign up for this, do that, you need this, whatever. I read them all and I I could have eeny, meeny, miny, mowed it. Um, <laughs> But I went by gut instinct. I went by what site gives me a better feeling? What, which one would I, if I needed to come back to it as a resource, is which site is giving me the good information, what I feel is good information, and is a site I would be willing to come back to time and time again when I need more information. And of course, I've forgotten that URL, OMG. Um, <laughs> my gosh, because it was from 2015. But that actually became my go-to for a couple of years. And almost everything it told me to do, that is what I did. Did I put little spins on it? Sure, because it was a vanilla site and I was starting a kink podcast. So I knew certain rules wouldn't necessarily work for me. You know, being able to advertise on Facebook or boost something on Twitter, you know, whatever. I knew that I didn't have those options. And I knew I had to read the terms of service of everybody I worked with and every site that I tried to use and every service I tried to use because I knew what my topic was. So I couldn't follow the instructions to the letter, but it was a beautiful outline to get me started. So the information of how to do what you want to do is out there. Sometimes you're lucky and it's all on one nice little blog post page or in one podcast episode. And sometimes it's multiple things and you have to create it for yourself. And if you are like me, and some people are, not everybody, but some people, um, you get very worried when you don't have a very clear outline of here are 10 steps to follow and you will have the thing you want, right? You will find success, you will have money, you will be able to quit your day job. Um, Most of the time it doesn't work that way. Most of the time you're gonna pick a couple things from over here and a couple things from over there and maybe a few things from here. And then you might even just throw in a dash of, hmm, I think I'd like to do this. 
So let me tell you my course of action. My course of action is that, and it comes from the advice I got from somebody who works in the adult uh, industry. He works with um, big brands and his focus is on SEO. So yes, content is important. Yes, relationships with your audience are important. He, he understands it on an intellectual level, but his entire work experience has been on how do we use search engine optimization to get found, to get links clicked, to get purchases made, to make money. And so I'm a good balance to him because I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't, you can't talk like that. You've got to be inclusive. You got to say this, you got to do that. And he's like, yeah, I know, but you got to have these keywords in here. So I was fortunate enough to have a conversation with him and I'm really hoping one day to get him uh, either by blog post or by podcast onto the Smut Lancer to talk about SEO um, for sex bloggers. But he was looking at my rankings. He was looking at my sites and he said, why aren't you making more money from your websites and i said because i'm a sex blogger and we don't really do that <laughs> he said based on the amount of content based on where you rank on google based on all these factors that i had never actually planned for he says you should be able to he says you just need some tweaks so i said okay and i I tend to shy away from the conversation about SEO because I am all about the, I'm writing about myself, I'm writing the content that matters, I care about my audience and I wanna connect to my audience and those things absolutely are always really important. That doesn't mean you should or need to ignore some technical things, especially if the goal is to get more eyes on your website, because from experience, I can tell you more eyes on your website means more money in your pocket, different ways of doing that, but that's what it can translate into. So if the ultimate selfish goal is to make money through my own website so I can do what I want, when I want, with who I want, um, content wise, <laughs> um, then I felt it was important to get my SEO on track. Uh, KaylaLords.com has uh, over 1800 pieces of content. Um, Loving BDSM, I think I'm closing in on 300 pieces of content. Uh, the Smut Lancer has ooh, 150, maybe close to 200 pieces of content now, but, but closer probably I think to 150. Uh, Masturbation Monday, certainly has um, well over 200 pieces of content now. And none of them are performing the way that my SEO person would have anticipated. He's like, your numbers sh could be so much higher. Your search engine results should be so much higher. You just need to make some tweaks. So I was like, well, this is part of it. This is one um, option in making money from a website. You need traffic um, because with traffic, you can sell ads, your affiliate links do better because there's more people coming to your site. You can sell more books, you can sell more products, you can grow your subscribers through a podcast. The more downloads I get to an ep for episodes and for a show, the easier it is to reach out to potential brands and say, hey, look, I've got this podcast with X amount of downloads per episode. Don't you wanna advertise? Um, now I still have to make the ethical choices that the products are things that I'm willing to to defend and back and put in front of my audience. I still have to offer good content. I still have to be who I have been all along, but that doesn't mean that my sites shouldn't be working for me. So my 
I have multiple goals. I constantly have a lot of goals. I have books I want to write, courses I want to create, blog posts I want to write, podcasts I want to record, videos I want to make. Like I have all these things. But my immediate goal is I want to get the, I want my sites to be what I've been calling right and tight for SEO. I want to have the basics done. I want to go into my high performing posts and make sure that they are maximized for information and for clickability. Are there things that people can click over to that will further my goals? None of these things are magic bullets. None of these things will happen overnight and every single one of them require effort. And this is only one strategy in a mountain of goals. Now we talked about in a previous episode, you know, trying to achieve your goals when you don't have any time. And, uh, you know, I I said that I was trying uh, another Mel Robbins thing of taking 30 minutes out of every day to work on my goals. Well, that is getting me places and I have achieved a lot of things in the past several months. I'm very excited about it. I'm fully on board with that idea, but I need more time and I need to focus more on this thing in the short term so that long term I can do other things. And that leads me to the next part of the strategy when you're figuring out how you're going to achieve your goal. So I've, I have determined that my goal is I'm going to focus on the SEO of my sites and get those um, as well done so that all I have to do from here forward is sort of maintain things, right? Keep writing the high quality content, keep keywords in mind, link correctly, meta descriptions, images, blah, blah. And there's all this stuff. And I really, really, really want people who are smarter than me to create content for the Smutlancer talking about um, search engine optimization because I know enough to be dangerous. Like I can't tell you why and I can't give you specifics. I can just kind of go, here are things I did and I threw all these things at the wall and this is what stuck. So I am not an SEO expert and I'm not pretending to be, but I do know a little bit of what I need to do and I do have some people that I trust and respect who can give me advice. So that's my immediate goal as part of the long-term goal. So the thing I have to do and that I recommend and I really think is key here is you in order to make room and time we all only have the same amount of time every single day every single week Um, our goals might be different sizes but we all also have different obligations and different jobs and different needs and different things we're doing just to keep ourselves living with a roof over our head and food in the fridge and you know shoes on our feet kind of thing we all have those obligations so I have, I think, become known for just sort of doing all the things and look at Kayla, she gets it all done. And the truth is, is that I'm constantly feeling like I'm spinning my wheels. And the reason is, is I'm doing the things that I am comfortable with. I'm doing the things that I know how to do because I've done them for so long, but they don't necessarily move me in the direction I want to go. So that is the next step. I have to stop slash decrease Because sometimes you stop things temporarily and sometimes you stop things forever. And sometimes you just slow down and pull back a little bit. I'm in a pullback mode right now of doing the things that I can do in my sleep that aren't actually getting me where I want to be. I can write blog posts all day long just to give you um, an idea across four websites, lovingbdsm.net, kaylawars.com, Masturbation Monday, and The Smut Lancer. In a given month, I create anywhere from 
60 to 80 pieces of content. Please do not be impressed with that. Please, please, please be worried about me because I'm not sure that's healthy. <laughs> I really am not sure that's healthy. Um, I love creating blog content. I love talking about the things in my mind. I love helping people and sharing my insights. I love all of that. And so for me, it is very easy to do that. It's like, oh, look, I did this thing and people are reading it and I can look at my numbers and I will look at my blog post numbers and tell myself that I'm moving on towards my goal. And then it's somebody from the outside going, whoa, you've got all these numbers, you've got all this content, why aren't you making more money? Which means that I wasn't really doing things necessarily that moved me towards my goals. I was doing what was comfortable and easy because it was familiar. Now, I do not think you have to blow up your entire system or routine in order to achieve those big scary goals. I do think you have to modify. I do think you have to be willing to get out of your comfort zone. I do think you have to be willing to do different things with the time that you have. I What started all this for me, I went away on vacation, like a real legitimate vacation. 10 days I was gone. I had no work. I went out of town. Um, while I was out of town, I didn't even have my laptop, which was terrifying because I always travel with my laptop. So I couldn't have done work if I even wanted to. I didn't have I didn't have John Brownstone and that sucked, but I didn't have the kids with me. Like it was a legitimate, legitimate vacation. And normally when I go away, even in a small way like that, by the time I get back home, I'm ready to get back to work. I'm ready to get things done. I'm ready to like tackle the things on my list. I'm I'm rested and rejuvenated and so let's get to work. And this time I came back and I just wanted to go away again. I really I was excited to sit down and podcast again. I was excited to um do some writing, but what I could all, all I could think about was I had all, also decided in amongst all this time that I really wanted to work on my big long-term goals. I really wanted to push forward, get uncomfortable, do things that I don't feel like I'm necessarily good at yet and start doing what I th- I believe it will take to over the long term, over y'all, over a few years, do not think this is an overnight thing, get me where I want to be. And when I thought about maintaining everything I already do and then adding this in, it was enough to make me want to cry. It meant giving up all my free time. It meant giving up all my weekends. It meant you know, sitting at my desk 12 hours a day, six to seven days a week until I collapse. And I have been there. I have done that. It's not something I recommend. It is not something that I am proud of. It kills my mental health. It kills my physical health. And overall, it makes me less productive and certainly much unhappier. And I couldn't figure out how, you know, so to me it was, well, do I just keep, stay right where I'm at and be happy with what I've got, even though it's not what I ultimately want? Or do I do something different? And at the same time, I found a um, YouTube channel, Amy TV is what it's called, where she talks about productivity. And I watched a video on time blocking, which is a concept I'd heard about. I had read enough about it that I understood how it worked. Um, And I think I even watched a Mel Robbins video on how we all just have the same amount of damn time in a, a day and we have to figure out how to use it wisely. Um, But those two things did some sort of strange alchemy in my brain. And I went, yes, I will commit to time blocking instead of talking about it like I had been doing to poor John Brownstone for ages. And I will change something. 
and I had to go deep in my head. And when you are contemplating changing up the familiar, the comforting, the thing you're you're pretty sure, even if you, if you, most of us are like this, we'll say, I'm pretty good at this. That other person over there, they're better, but I'm feeling pretty confident in this thing that I'm doing. It's the last thing you want to stop. It's what you're good at. You can even convince yourself that that's the only reason you're achieving any modicum of success is because you have this one thing that if you just do it over and over and over again, you're really good at it. Um, and that's where I was. I was like, but I'm, I'm a blogger. I'm really good at blogging. I can, I can pump out blog content like you wouldn't believe. And this other voice in my head said, yeah, you can, but you can't do that and create this other kind of content for your site and focus on your SEO for a while and make these tweaks and changes to your website, which for me, the tweaks and changes are actually about adding new and different content. Um, it's just not in blog format and some of it's, it's not gonna be in podcast format and I just need time to do it. I just need like a month, maybe two months, but God, I hope not to just get it done. So then I have content on my site that's working for me, that's designed to be working for me. And then I can get back to the other content that also works for me, but it works in a different way. See, that's the thing. If we're talking about written content on your website, there's two different types of content. There's the content that is completely evergreen. When somebody gets to your website, it helps them solve a problem. It helps them answer a question. And it's always answering the same question over and over again. And it is designed to be one, always, always, always useful, but two, to be found through a Google search. Okay. That is what it's designed to do. And then there is the content like blog content that should be informative, should be entertaining, should be fun to read, should be helpful, should be genuine. It should be all of the same things, but it doesn't always have as long of a shelf life. I, I have maybe a dozen blog posts that have a really long shelf life, but that's a dozen out of 1800 pieces of content, right? So there's different types of content and they have different purposes and they do different things and they should all still be your voice and authentic and real and helpful and useful. But that other content I'm talking about is not content I create all the time. It is content that really hits my, my zone of being uncomfortable. And I have to push through that discomfort in order to create it. Blog posts though, one hand tied behind my back and an eye closed and I'm gonna pump out a blog post. That's what was actually holding me back. I was so comfortable with the same old, same old, even though it wasn't doing this other thing that I wanted other content to do, I was almost willing to keep trying to do it instead of saying, you know what, for a month, let your numbers dip a little bit. For a month, go quiet. For a month, don't share every thought that enters your head the moment it enters your head. For a month, focus on something else for the long-term good. So I don't know if it's because it's the right strategy. We'll find out as I go through it or because I'm just chicken and I'm scared shitless, but I couldn't commit to just permanently pulling back on my blogging in order to create other types of content on a regular basis. I think that might ultimately eventually be the answer, but my hope and goal and dream is that I, I put up some what's called cornerstone content uh, on my site. Um, that's the content that, um, lets people know exactly what, who you are and what you are and how you can help them. Um, and it gets linked back to most of the time and it, there's just a lot of good stuff for it. Um, 
And I don't know. I honestly don't. I, I'm. It's my hope that by October I'm back to my blogging schedule because blogging is my comfort zone. Blogging makes me happy. Blogging is my therapy. Blogging does a lot of things for me. So my point for you is when you figure out what you feel like you need to do in order to achieve your goal, and your goal will be different than mine, y'all. Your goal will might be um, a different kind of content. Maybe your goal is to get into a regular blog habit. Maybe your goal is to blog about certain topics. Maybe your goal is to start that podcast. I don't know what your goal is and your goal won't necessarily be mine. That's okay. Once you figure out what you think you're gonna need to do to achieve that goal, then you're gonna have to be willing to make changes and sacrifices and do things differently in order to find that time because we don't just magically get more time just because we magically created a new goal. Something has to give. It, it's, it's, it is what it's, I hate saying that phrase, it is what it is, but that is how it works, okay? You are not gonna be given any more time in the day just because you have big dreams. You're gonna have to look at your day and say, how can I be most productive? How can I be most efficient? I am no longer a big fan of sacrificing sleep because what I've learned Maybe this is an age thing. Maybe it's just, it's experience. I don't know. But the less sleep I get, the less productive I am. The less I'm capable of doing in a day because I didn't sleep. So your sacrifices may be a Netflix habit. Your sacrifices may be your lunch break. Maybe the only time you really do have is that hour or 45 minutes at work. Maybe that's what you're sacrificing. Maybe you're sacrificing the amount of time you spend on your blog. Maybe you're sacrificing the, you know, the fun nights out with your friends. I, I, I don't know what it's gonna be, but I do know that you have to give up something at least for a little while in order to, order to gain new things. I also have found over the years that that sacrifice is not, doesn't have to be a forever thing. Many times it's about creating new routines and new habits and getting more efficient at things. And as we learn new skills, we get better and faster at them. And so then it doesn't take as much time. So right now I might block out an hour to create a piece of content that in a month will take me 30 minutes to do, right? That's just the nature of the of practice and repetition too. So it's a short-term sacrifice for a long-term gain. The sacrifice has to be worth it. The thing I was no longer willing to sacrifice because I'd already been sacrificing it was time with John Brownstone. And I said, that that's not working. I was sacrificing sleep. I was sacrificing time with him. I was sacrificing my own mental well-being because I would go until I collapsed and then I would be down for two days and couldn't work and couldn't function and couldn't do anything. And then I'd start right back up again. That's not healthy, not over the long term. You know, we talk about the hustle and grind of, you know, side jobs and sights and dreams. And I'm a, I'm a big believer in the hustle and I'm a big believer in the grind, but I'm not, no longer at least, a big believer in being um, self-defeating about the hustle and the grind. The hustle is that I'm willing to do a lot of things that maybe other people aren't in order to achieve my dreams. The grind is that I am absolutely willing to work hard for it, okay? So if you're, if you can, um, relate to that, that kind of hustle and grind. The thing I don't want anybody to get trapped in anymore is thinking that that hustle and grind means that you're living on three hours of sleep. That it means that you can never, you know, cuddle up with your partner again, or you're never going to get to watch a show on TV again, or you're no, what it means is you might have to give something else up 
in order to achieve this for me and i i would like to think in the smut lancing world my fellow sex bloggers will totally understand this the moment i said to myself you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna blog a little bit less i'm gonna scale back blogging on two websites i'm gonna scale back other things on another site i'm gonna i'm gonna scale back and i'm gonna probably find two to three hours in a week of time by doing that i was immediately relieved because a decision had been made i was terrified because i have no way of knowing if this will work i won't know until i do it and then i was sad because something I really enjoy doing that's very comforting to me it's something I'm I like I said I can do with my eyes closed I can blog okay I don't even truly sometimes I don't even have to look at the screen when I'm typing uh, sometimes I do a bad day is when I do and I when I can't um manage to to type without even looking at my fingers that's that's not a great day for a, a full-time freelance writer but um and that's what I'm telling you your goal is worth a short-term sacrifice, as long as that sacrifice makes sense. And I don't think the sacrifice is supposed to be our health, our well-being, I don't, or our relationships. Now, over time, will there be times when you say to your partner, I would love to go to the movies, but I'm working on this project, I've got a deadline. Absolutely. Absolutely that happens. There are times we shift our entire lives around because I take on a big thing that has there's benefits to that and john brownstone has bought into that and he um, believes in it with me and he supports me and so he says you know what i'll make that really short-term sacrifice of not going out to dinner tonight with you so you can do this and we'll make up for it later those things happen but we all only get so much time in a day and sometimes you can't do any more than you're already doing not physically not in the hours you've got something has to give and for me as weird and probably dorky and nerdy as it sounds it was blogging and that does not make me super duper happy it does however make me relieved because and that's how i knew it was the right decision for me the way i gauge things is i expect them to scare me if it's new and i've never done it before and a blogging hiatus is actually um something i have done before but i had to do it for my mental health and not it was by choice but not the same kind of choice um but it's also you know so it should scare you a little bit but if you've been overwhelmed there should be a sense of relief if it hits you like a hard limit hits you like when you come up against a hard limit in sex and kink you're like oh hell fuck no no i'm not doing that then that's probably not the right decision for you at least not right at this moment okay look somewhere else don't force yourself to do something that's only going to make you more miserable and make you more inclined to procrastinate on the new thing you're doing that's already making you feel uncomfortable. So the other thing I've done, and I kind of mentioned it here, is I'm switching up my routine as well. So I'm making sacrifices of some things that I'm very comfortable doing in order to do things that I'm not quite comfortable doing because those things are part of the overall goal. And I'm switching up my routine and I'm doing that differently now. There's a part of me that questions um, doing too much at one time, if that will overwhelm me. So far, the routine change I've made is, I'm on day three of it, this is the day I'm recording, um, and it seems to be going well. I'm, I've committed to time blocking. Time blocking means that, on a, usually on a calendar, you can write it down, but um, Amy TV uh, on YouTube 
when she said Google Calendar, I went, yeah, I think that's my jam too. So I'm doing it on Google Calendar. But it means everything you do, and I mean everything, has a time slot. What time you wake up, showering, working out. For me, it's like I've got an hour in the morning, 5.30 to 6.30, that's get started with my day. That means I go to the bathroom, I get a cup of water, I write in one of my journals, um, and I do my 30 minutes towards my goal. And then at 6.30, that's when I put that aside. And from 6.30 to 8, that's my whole time to get the kids ready, to get them up, to get them to school, to come home, to all the things I have to do. From 8 until whatever, that's workout time. And it is a block on my calendar. My shower after my workout, that is a block on my calendar. Um, when we have dinner at night as a family, because we're pretty consistent, that is a block on my calendar. When I read the Masturbation Monday um, posts each week and tweet them out every Tuesday night, thank you very much, that is a block on my calendar. And then <clears throat> I play with the blocks of when I do client work versus when I do my blog work, because those are two different functions. Client work is what pays the bills right now. Blog work is the thing I love, the passion I have, and the thing I'm trying to make money at. And so then I play with the blocks of time. And that's what I've done. And I I can't speak um, well on time blocking yet because I'm still so new about it. Like I said, I understood the concept before I did it, but I um, hadn't actually put it into practice. And now I am. And I think as I get some some time and distance with it and I, I go through any pitfalls that I just haven't come across yet, then I'll be able to, to talk about it better. Hell, by the time we get back in October, I might be filled with topic ideas for the small answer and time blocking may be one of them. But changing up your routine a little bit is not, it's not always the worst thing ever. I love a routine. I love knowing what's going to happen next. It makes me feel so comforted. I don't know if that's an anxiety thing or what, but that is how it makes me feel. And yet sometimes just changing up your routine a little bit is invigorating and energizing. And if you are stopping something or slowing down on something and making this that small temporary sacrifice in order to work on another goal, it might require a routine change. It, in a sense, it pretty much does require an, a routine change because maybe at eight o'clock every night you did this one thing and now you're gonna go over here and do this other thing, right? Um, use the tools out there to help you with that, whether it's a Google Calendar, whether it's Evernote, whether it's Trello, whether it's whatever organizational apps uh, you have, paper and pen and it's do list is massive to me. Um, whatever it is you need to help you remember what it is you're doing and to focus on what it is you're doing and to make that shift, then use those tools. Uh, I also think that having a deadline um, and a timeline is, is important as well. My deadline to get this SEO stuff, uh, new SEO stuff and new types of content created is th through the end of September. That's my that's my deadline. I'm realistic enough after all this time to realize that that doesn't always work out, that real life will intervene. So it's not a deadline that if I don't meet, I'm gonna feel like a failure. I'm not gonna be happy, but I'm not gonna feel like a failure. And I am open to saying, mm, yeah, if it takes until through October, it just does. I don't like that, I don't want that, that's not what I'm working towards but I know it can happen. So give yourself a deadline. If you are making, especially if you know that you've got to, you want to finish this project in order to move you forward in your goal. This isn't maybe necessarily a complete lifestyle change. It's a, I'm doing this thing to get me to this place. What's your deadline? What is your schedule? How are you going to 
you know, we can only make sacrifices for so freaking long before we go, I just want to do the things I want to do, right? So maybe you do it in chunks where maybe you work on this thing for a month and then you give yourself a week off that where you're not going to worry about it. And then you work on it for a month again. You can do it any way you want to. And as I've said in the past 30 episodes prior to this one, you do have to find what works for you just because time blocking and my Google calendar and all this stuff is working for me. And I'm truly literally scheduling out things almost minute by minute, like in one block of client work, I have very specific things and that's all I'm going to do. And that that's it. And then in the next block, there are very specific things and that's all I'm going to do. And that's what's working for me right now. Knock on wood, who knows what will happen. Um, the last part is the part I think I've been getting at this whole time. Once you figure, you admit to yourself what your your big goal is, the thing that you think that maybe you're never going to have, that maybe feels a little bit selfish, that's not as altruistic as, you know, you want it to be, whatever. And you've got a, a course of action and you've got some things you can try and you've figured out where you can find the time and you've got a new routine, you've got a plan. The final step is the easiest and the most difficult. You gotta try it. You gotta move forward. You've gotta start somewhere. Um, In the book I referenced earlier, uh, Stop Saying You're Fine by Mel Robbins, she has a thing about mapping out what you wanna do, but not in a step-by-step, do this first, do this second. She says, take a thing that you wanna do, lose weight, um, start a business, whatever. And then write down all the different things you could do, would be willing to do, have thought about doing, would like to do to achieve that goal. Not in any order, not like first I have to do this and then then I have to, you know, what are all the different methods and ways and things you could do to achieve that top goal, okay? And once you do that, you just pick something. My plan of focusing on SEO for a month is just that because my plan to, um, have my blogs make actual real money, right? I think that's the dream for, for most of us out there. If you've got a sex blog that you're, and you're listening to something like the smell answer, that's probably the dream. Making sure my SEO is right and having this content that's good content, but that is, um, also got good SEO and is designed to get found by search engines is one out of dozens of things I could do. Going back to blogging and creating fresh content and um, being who I am through the written and spoken word, like on a podcast or the blog, that is absolutely part of the strategy and I'm not giving that up. Um, Writing books, um, having affiliate links, having sponsors, like all of the different things are still there. What you're doing is you're trying one and you're gonna go forward and you're gonna take your plan and you're gonna work it. You're gonna work the plan, but you also have to be flexible. So it's very easy when it starts um, getting difficult and uncomfortable to go, oh, I just don't feel like it today, so I'm just not gonna. That's not what we're talking about here. What I'm talking about here is, oh gosh, I have a sick kid and this two hours I was supposed to get to do this thing, I'm actually taking the child to the doctor or I'm making sure nobody pukes in any place I can't easily clean up, right? Like these are things that happen. The dog gets sick, the partner gets sick, the car gets a flat tire, like things happen, right? And if you are so stuck on your routine and schedule that you can't be flexible with it, you 
things that don't bend tend to break, right? So you do have to kind of play with it a little bit, be willing to, to recognize that life is certainly going to intervene, usually at the most inconvenient time, and get creative with where can you make of that time or does that put you behind by a day? Well, what does that mean? Is it really the end of the world or can you catch up later? Does it just mean you're behind by a day and your goal instead of ending on one day will end on the next day? You know, these things happen. Um, but yeah, that whole, well, I'm just kind of tired today and I really don't feel like doing it. We all get caught up in that. I too get caught up in that. Um, but that's not a good excuse. It doesn't get you anywhere. It keeps you stuck in old patterns. And then what ends up happening is you go, oh, look at that goal. I would really, really love to achieve that. I can truly close my eyes and imagine myself living that life. Hmm. That's a nice goal over there that I'm not working towards. So I am trying really hard to hold back a sneeze because John Brownstone is not feeling well. And so he would probably not be able to edit it out for me. And I don't want to sneeze into the microphone. Okay. I think I've held back the sneeze. So that's a lot to say. I'm going to recap the steps and then I'm going to give you kind of a very quick overview of what I'm doing and how I'm changing things. So first, Figure out and admit to yourself exactly what you want. The You can have the nice side of that goal and the selfish side. And selfish is not a bad word. There's nothing wrong with being selfish. It does not make you automatically unethical or immoral. It's what you do with it. So I think the, quote, selfish side of wanting to make money so I can go do these things that make me happy would be bad if the way I got there was by not caring at all about the audience. Caring about the audience and putting out good content is absolutely a part of it. I just have this other side too that's total baby girl and wants some baby girl things. So figure out what you want. Identify your goal. Identify your big hairy goal that maybe you've even been too afraid to say it to yourself yet. Go ahead and say it to yourself. You don't have to tell the whole world. Just say it to yourself. Now, try and figure out a course of action. That maps thing I was telling you about. What are all the things that you believe as of right now, do some research that you would need to do to achieve what you ultimately want to achieve. Is it to be a sex blogger who makes a few hundred dollars a month so you can quit the second job? What do you think you're going to need for that? You know, I'll, I'll throw some things out there. You need an audience. You need content. You need a voice. You need, you know, and then there's strategy things. Do you need guest posts? Do you need reviews? Do you, what do you need, right? And there's a lot of different ways to do those things. <clears throat> so make yourself a list and don't number them. This is not in order because here's what you'll do. You'll make a list of like 20 things and then you'll get overwhelmed because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm only on step one. No, 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 no. Figure out the path, figure out the methods, figure out the strategies and the tactics to get you to your goal and then pick one of them <laughs> and start working towards it. And so that will mean sacrificing, stopping, slowing down, decreasing other things that you're doing that you maybe even have convinced yourself that you absolutely need to be doing, but maybe you probably don't need to be doing them and work towards that goal. Give yourself a deadline. Even if it's temporary deadlines, maybe your goal is to write a book and it can take a year or more for some people to write a book, especially if you're not a full-time author, right? So can you grind it out with no relief for a solid year? If you can, more power to you. I am not that person. So what I would do with a goal like that is I would say, okay, for a month, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push some, this one thing to the side so I make room 
for the book writing. And then I'm going to take a week off or two weeks off. And then I'm going to push for a month or six weeks or whatever. And then I'm going to take some time off. And that's how I would do something that's a long-term thing. The content I'm wanting to create on the sites, um, I don't really, I don't think it's a long-term thing. I think I can get it done in a fairly short amount of time because I already have ideas of what I want to create. They've been things that have been sitting there forever. They're like, I really want to create that content on the site. I really want to create that content on the site. And I have not created that content on the sites. So I think it might go faster than I anticipate for me personally. And you might find that to be true too. Uh, you also do have to know yourself. So if you know that if you're not, if you take a break from the grind for a while, it'll be harder for you to get back to, then you have to, you have to play with that. You have to play with the timing. You have to know yourself. You have to experiment. And that um, is part of the other thing. You do want to switch up your routine, find a schedule, find ways to make yourself more efficient. Um, whether it's to-do lists or I, for half a second, and I, I know a few people who will, who will squee at this when I say it, for half a second, I consider it a bullet journal. Bullet journals stress me out. I think they're really cool to look at. Uh, and I think they're really cool for people who enjoy them. They stress me the fuck out. But for half a second, I went, well, maybe I can bullet journal. <laughs> then I went with time blocking in my Google Calendar. <laughs> and that seems to be working. And then the final thing is you just have to start. You just have to try it. You have to try this thing that you've picked out of your myriad of things you could be doing and try it and adjust and see what works and see what doesn't. Um, give yourself a few weeks to really get into it, to dig in the first few days. You will absolutely be uncomfortable with it. You will definitely move slower at it. You will question everything you're doing. How do I know? So I'm recording on Wednesday, August 29th. August, Tuesday, August 28th, I did some journaling. I did some um, planning. I had all kinds of things on paper. I was really super duper excited. I read the book by Mel Robbins that I'm referencing today. And I was pumped. If I had started yesterday, except I was exhausted. If I had started yesterday, I probably would have cranked out all kinds of stuff. And then this morning I woke up and I went on Twitter and I saw people doing really cool things. And I'm like, well, maybe I should be doing that. Maybe I don't know what I'm doing. Ah, your brain will do this to you does it to all of us in different ways. It will do it to you. You've got to push through that. You've got to keep your eyes on the prize. What I like to do is sit back and imagine what I think, even though I don't really know, what life will be like when I reach the, the big goal. And that'll sometimes push me through. So whatever little mind tricks you have to do for yourself, that's what I recommend. So that was a lot of talking. I think I missed 30 minute episodes when we get back for episode 32 in a few weeks. Um, I'm going to get back to 30 minute episodes. Um, I just because I'm not publishing over the course of the next few weeks doesn't mean I don't have plans. I um, have a couple people I definitely want to interview for different things that I would love to have the episodes come out in October. Um, I have um, a notebook kind of thing where all of my ideas for content for blog posts and podcasts um, get jotted down, especially for the Smut Lancer. I've got a couple of emails from people who um, have um, given me ideas of things to discuss. Those have not been forgotten. So my plan, like I said, I'm going to work on some what's called cornerstone content um, that's really supposed to be really, it's got to be useful content. If people do not find it useful, I don't care what SEO tricks you've put on it, what magic keywords you've included and how much linking you do to anything. If it's not good, useful information, it's, it doesn't work. But um, I have some types of information that I want to add to the Smut Lancer to loving BD and to loving BDSM. A little bit to kaylalords.com, but that really is sort of my personal sandbox playground. Uh, some tweaking is going to be going on over long term, but 
for this short month-long project. That's really what I'm working on. So if you visit the Smut Lancer on a regular basis just because, you might start seeing that new content pop up, uh, but it won't be blog content. In order to give myself the time to do that, um, I'm bringing the Smut Lancer down from two, one to two blog posts and a podcast every week, so three pieces of content, down to one blog post. I'm still on the fence about the newsletter. I will probably do a newsletter maybe every couple of weeks because there won't be as much content. So what the hell am I putting in a newsletter? On Masturbation Monday, we are taking a hiatus from the podcast element. The prompt and the roundup are still happening. Uh, September 3rd, September 5th, technically, 4th. First part of September, y'all, is the anniversary of when Masturbation Monday began. So I will not be missing out on that at all. I just won't have a podcast um, for the month. And that's partly John Brownstone needs the break, too, because he's the one that records those. Um, on KaylaLords.com, I'm backing it off to definitely only one blog post a week, which means that I will make myself come hell or high water, do at least one blog post. But if I find I have extra time or there's something I really want to write, it's my damn website. I'll blog. I'll blog if I want to blog. Um, but it will be just Masturbation Monday posts for sure for the month of September. And then on Loving BDSM, that site is doing really, really well audience building wise. Um, so I'm not going to decrease the content that gets published to the site. I'm going to decrease a couple of extra things I was doing. I was creating video content for YouTube um, every Saturday, and I'm going to um, take the month of September off for that because that will give me like an extra between recording, editing, uploading, and then making a blog post about it. That will give me like an extra 45 minutes a week if I um, don't do that for a month. So that those are all the things I'm doing and it bothers me um, because I love to look at my stats on my sites and uh, I know the numbers are going to go down at least on KaylaLords.com and the Smut Lancer um, and even on Masturbation Monday. Um, but I also know it's temporary and it's a short-term loss for a long-term gain. If I've got content that's good and useful and helpful that is working on my site at any given time of the day, even if I'm off blogging about something you know, seemingly random, then that's, it's worth it. Over the long term, it's worth it. It's still my job on my websites to create reasons for people to want to come back multiple times. One piece of content is not enough to ever do that. Um, but it is one strategy among many. Um, my long term and my 30 minute goal every, every work day, Monday through Friday, um, where I get up super freaking early and I just do my thing for 30 minutes from now until the rest of the year. That's also focused on SEO. I'm going to go back through old blog posts on all the websites and tweak, um, and get those things better. Um, is this something I recommend for everybody? Is this something that's doable for everybody? No, not necessarily. Some people have are really good at it and have been doing it all along. Um, some people are still at that part and you're place with your website or your blog where you're just trying to get freaking content out and you know what do that focus on that the reason i even have this as a thing to consider is because i have spent the past six years just writing and i built an audience a legitimate audience and a legitimate following and google search results uh, pretty decent ones because I, without caring about seo now i'm at a point where i'm ready to fine tune 
now I'm at a point where I'm ready to tweak things and to focus, um, to add focus. So the focus is always on the content. The focus is always on, you know, what, what's on my mind? What do I want to share? And how does this hopefully, you know, entertain or help people? Um, but now that I've got this body of work behind me and I've, I've already built the other, now I'm focusing on these things. So this is not to, this is not an episode about why you should only focus on SEO. Always focus on the content first. Um, but when you get to a certain point and only you can decide when that certain point is, you can start, you can start dialing in and, and really getting into the details in a different way. And so that is what I'm doing now. So that this was a really long episode. And if you stuck with me through the whole thing, you're a, amazing. Um, and you might be a cricket because maybe you listen to me on Loving BDSM where we go really long every week. So I'm going to stop now because I could keep talking because I feel like I'm going to miss you guys for the month of September, but hopefully I'll be back really, really soon. Um, and if I'm really quiet on Twitter, on any of the accounts at the smart Lancer, at Kayla Lords, at Loving BDSM, just know it's probably because I've got my head down and I'm working hard on things and it's killing me. And I'm worried about whether I'm making the right decisions, just like everybody else gets worried, but um, I'm going to at least try it and see what happens. So that's it. Thanks for listening to the Smut Lancer podcast with me, Kayla Lords. If you like what you just heard, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app and check out the blog, past episodes, and other great info at thesmutlancer.com. You can follow the Smut Lancer on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I'm at thesmutlancer in all three places. Feel free to reach out there or by email at kayla at thesmutlancer.com with questions or topic suggestions. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in October. Bye.